We are back with the 150th edition of the Quarantine Cast. It's crazy. It's been like over a year that I've been doing this, and we've already reached 150 episodes. Uh, with the 150th episode, I wanted to get someone who was very, very experienced uh, in the UFC. Uh, he's been competing in MMA for almost 20 years. Um, he's probably one of the most experienced, if not the most experienced guy in the lighter weight classes. Uh, it's a UFC bantamweight, Hani Yaya. Without further ado, here he is. Hi, how are you doing? What's up, guys? What's how up? How are, how are you doing down there in uh, in Brazil? Doing great, doing great. Quarantine is going on here, too. But, you know, we're still training, still living life. Because I know one thing, we got to respect the virus. We got to respect the older people. But we can't stop. Lock being locked down, it isn't the right thing to do. You know, we gotta take care of our health, be out in the sun, do sports, outside sports, and life goes on, man. Where did I catch you? It looks like you're on a hammock. Are you? Uh, are you just out in the sun in your uh, your house? Yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, I'm in my friend's house. You know, cause. Uh, we we're working on something here, but you know, one advantage of the online thing is that we can do this everywhere we are. So I just took a little time here to do this. It's a, a huge pleasure for me. Oh, it's the pleasure is mine. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the pandemic in Brazil. I'm up in Canada, so here it's like you know, one minute we're open, we're allowed to train. Sometimes we're not allowed to train. What's it been like in Brazil throughout this entire, uh, this past year? Yeah, they, they we kind of been the same here. Sometimes you're allowed to train uh, and sometimes you're not allowed to train. Like, uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't stop training for one day. Uh, I actually, I took advantage of the situation, you know, because... I could get a group of three, four people, you know, the same people, and only the people who really wanted, who who was with the same purpose of me, uh, competition-wise. So ended up being great, you know. Uh, my last camp in American Top Team, when I went to American Top Team, there were only pro fighters there, no, no uh, regular students so that also helped us to be more focused do you find that this past year i talked to a lot of fighters and they said physically it sucked but mentally it was it was kind of nice the the, the mental break was kind of nice do, do you agree with that i understand i understand what they're saying i kind of feel the same you know we we could be a lot more focused you know because I mean, it was a good time for us to rethink about many things that we were doing, of course, you know, refocus uh, on many aspects of the game. I want to talk about your performance. I can't have you on here because that, without talking about it, it was, it was I, I thought, one of your best performances we've seen in a very long time. How did it feel to go back out there and fight for the first time in a year? Yeah, man, felt great. I was working on that for for one year, like you said. Right after my fight, before my last fight, uh, the fight I had over a year ago here in Brasilia, 
uh, I started training the day before, the day after that fight, you know, because I was planning on going back to the cage, going back to the octagon and performing my best. I had uh, a long time period work, you know, it was a long camp, you know, I got injured, I injured my low back, I got a hernia in my low back, I had to work on that, kept the head up, many things went through my mind, you know, about my age and uh, about my last performances, but I kept moving forward, you know, and uh, I was very happy with the result that I got with it came, uh, it, was, it wasn't easy. It was from a lot of effort. And that's what I learned from that camp, you know, that it doesn't matter if you're good or not. I mean, of course it matters, but what I'm trying to say is the main thing, the main attribute that a human being needs to have is effort, effort to achieve the things and evolve and learn and uh, like you said, I've been very, I am very experienced, but every day I still put myself in a position of, as a student. I'm a teacher, I'm a jiu-jitsu instructor here in Brazil. I'm an MMA coach. I coach uh, a few MMA fighters too, but every single day I look to learn new things. Uh, I learn a lot from the people I train with, from my students, training partners, coach, and every single day, I, I will say that's that's the main reason why I'm still here because I put myself in the position as a student. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, I'm just I'm new to jujitsu myself, and one of the things that people say is you're always going to learn. Like it doesn't matter if you're black belt or you know blue belt. There's always something to learn. You do you agree with that in in, in terms of jujitsu? Yeah, especially in terms of jiu-jitsu, man. Especially in terms of jiu-jitsu, because jiu-jitsu is like infinite, you know? Uh, they're the basic stuff that always going to work. But right now, in this moment that we're talking, it's there, there are people, not, not uh, somewhere around the world only, but in, in a gym nearby us, they are developing, developing a new position, a new move right now. You know, they're improving some old move and, uh, uh, and making a new move, making the move more efficient. efficient. I want to so talk about... The, the jiu-jitsu evolves a lot. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that um, because you started jiu-jitsu really, really young and you ended up excelling you won some world championships as a purple belt and a brown belt um why the transition to mma i mean you had all that success in jiu-jitsu you see a lot of guys um from brazil who just stick with jiu-jitsu and don't try mma what went behind the decision to say you know what let's try fighting yeah that was my my purpose since the beginning and for two main reasons First one, I started in 1996 uh, uh, in Jiu-Jitsu, was right after the UFC started, UFC started in 1993, so the, the, the highest uh, level of Jiu-Jitsu at that time, the, the highest representative of Jiu-Jitsu, they, 
they were they were representing jiu-jitsu in MMA in, in Vale Tudo back in the day. So I wanted to get there, you know. So that uh, back in the day, like the, the guys who were world jiu-jitsu champion, that wasn't enough. They should take the gear out and go trade punches and, and defend jiu-jitsu in NHB, Vale Tudo, no holds bar, right? Because wrestling in MMA was growing. Uh, Muay Thai MMA was growing. So that was the highest level. And that was my main motivation. I wanted to be that. And the next thing, um, the other thing that motivated me that since I was a child was the platform, you know, uh, the platform because uh, uh, the highest pla platform in combat sports is UFC, mixed martial arts. There was a time that Pride was the, the greatest, the, the biggest platform. So, I mean, you can be a world jiu-jitsu champion, but, you know, People don't really watch World Jiu-Jitsu Championship. You know, I wanted to be a Jiu-Jitsu representative in the highest platform. So I, I, will, I am very happy that I achieved that, to be in the UFC. Um, and, and there is another thing, too, uh, about the money, you know, like uh, about, the, you know, you, you, to be a professional, you got to make money, you know, the, and... You cannot make money being a jiu-jitsu competitor. I mean, you can once in a while you, you, want, you win a, a big prize in a big tournament, but th there is no consistent, you know? Like, um, I, I, uh, when I was a teenager, it's not that uh, I had the opportunities, you know? I, I always, uh, my father always paid for me to study to and help me uh, travel to compete. He always supported me. But when I was a teenager, I was under pressure, like what I, what, I, what I would be as a professional, you know, when I turned 18, what I would be, you know. And, and since I was a jiu-jitsu competitor, I, I needed to make money, you know, to, to, to be something, to, to have that as a professional. And, and so those are the three things, you know. That, that was my main motivation. So platform, money, and the highest level of jiu-jitsu, which is fighting jiu-jitsu, which fighting MMA with another super athlete, very well prepared, that's going to try to knock you out with knee punches, kicks, elbows, and also no jiu-jitsu, very well conditioned. And then you go there in the biggest platform, which is in the, the UFC, and go there and submit that guy. That's the highest level of jiu-jitsu technique, in my opinion, because that's self-defense, you know. In, in jiu-jitsu world championship is a is another thing. is is a different sport. You looking to win a tournament, you gotta look to make points. You got you look to make advantage. And that for me, as a finisher, I always finish my fights in jiu-jitsu, in competition, grappling tournaments. MMA, I was always a finisher. So, so uh, there was a point that I didn't want to be there competing in jiu-jitsu anymore because it didn't really make sense. I wanted to fight, you know. As, yeah. as a man, man, men fight, man. Men fight, you know. That's the thing, men fight. Men defend 
their country, they defend their art, they defend their family. So, so we fight, you know. So the, the MMA environment is more uh, has more more more. Uh, I identify myself with my personality as well. I want to talk a little bit about that. Like you said, you you, you wanted to be a fighter. You wanted to, uh, you know, men fight, et cetera, et cetera. And, and one of the things about you is you you're probably one of the hardest guys to fight in the division. You know, if anyone gets a contract and it has your name on it. You know, they know they're either getting submitted or they're going to have to go to the decision, and it's going to be a hard fight. Um, that being said, I mean, you've been, like like I said at the beginning, very experienced. You've been in the UFC since the WEC merger. What's it going to take to get recognition, to get into the top 15, to get these big-name guys? What's it going to take? Yeah, man, uh, uh, I got to tell you that there was some key moments in my career that uh, I didn't perform like I should, you know. There was a point in the UFC I, I got my best record, which was four wins in a row. And then I got in the top, in the top 15. And then uh, in the first time, the first fight after I got into the ranking, I didn't perform good. I did, ended up losing the fight, you know. The, the same thing. Uh, happened in my the my la- the la- the last fight I lost. You know, I was in the three wins in a row, all by submission. I got in the ranking again. I started to challenge people. I had the biggest fight in my in my life in terms of visibility. I was in the main card. Uh, the fight under the co-main event in a pay-per-view show in Australia. You know the and and I ended up getting beat. So. You know, I, uh, so I have to admit that uh, there was some key fights for me that didn't take me to the recognition that you're talking about, you know, the recognition to be right there, fighting for a title, being a champion, fighting for the top three. And I actually changed my focus, man, after my... My, my last fight, not even uh, my last loss, my last fight, the last fight I win, you know, because right now I am 36 year old. Uh, uh, I, I still have the ambition to become a champion, fight for the title, getting the ranking, but I wanted to, as a jiu-jitsu fighter, I still want to, to tap more people out, still using jiu-jitsu to win my fights, and achieve high high number in the submission record for the UFC. Yeah, I like that. I actually, I and uh, I mean, like I said at the beginning, you've got one of the best, I think, submission uh, in all of uh, the UFC. I think you're one of the best jiu-jitsu uh, guys in the in the entire uh, sport. Um, you after your last fight, you called out Enrique Barzola, who you had drawed to previously, and Alex Caceres. What was it about those two matchups that you liked? Yeah, Barzola, man, we, well, the fight was a draw, you know. We got to figure that out. A fight deserves a result. There wasn't a finish in the fight. If we fight again, we'll be just a continuation of the last fight. We need to figure that out. He knows that. He knows that we got to fix that. I, I don't know where he's been. It's been almost a year that he doesn't fight. I like him. We were uh, uh, we hung out a few times because we trained together before, but it doesn't matter, man. This is not about friendship or anything. We we were in a war together, me against him, 
and we need to fix that. He knows that. He knows. So sometimes he will, he will, he will have to come back, fight again. I don't know if he's gonna fight against me again, but uh, eventually we will need to meet again. We need to to fix that. You know, Caceres, man, is the thing is that we've been fighting for a long time. You know, and, and he has been receiving a lot of hype. And I think I think he's a great matchup for me. You know, he's a very good matchup for me because um, the guy he got a good name, a lot of hype around him. He's been in a uh, three or four wins in a row, two or three, I don't know. And and I think it's a good matchup for him, for me. You know, and the the fact about a cassette is that we both be fighting for. Almost the same time. We got in the UFC around the same time, 2010, 2011. And he was in the Bantamweight division. I was in the Featherweight division at some point. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Is there an ideal timeline for when you want to be back inside the octagon? I know there's like travel issues and things like that. But what, what ideally is like the right time for you to come back? Uh, yeah, man, I I kind of feel that um, I still want to fight this year, you know. It doesn't matter if it's in August, July, October, I think November. I, I'm not in a rush, you know, because, you know, a training camp takes a lot, you know. And but uh, and, and the one thing, man, that I... I have in my mind is every time I need step, I'm going to step in there. I got to be at my best, you know? So I just got out. It's been right now four weeks that I, that I had that fight. Luckily I didn't get any injury. Uh, you know, I will have a jujitsu tournament, IBJJF tournament that I will compete here because I still want to be active in competition. And, and then I'll be ready to get in another camp, you know. But I gotta be honest with you, man. I uh, I don't. I'm not in the moment to say that I'm gonna do three, four fights a year every time because uh, the the thing changed. My goal is every time I'm stepping there is to be my very best. Yeah, I think that's the right decision too, especially uh, as you're. Now, now it's almost been 20 years that you've been competing in MMA. Is that crazy to think about? Like 20 years I've been, uh, I've been fighting. Yeah, man, th this is what I do. This is what I do. I'm a competitor. This is, this is what keeps me alive. This is my job. Uh, this is what I love doing. I, I'm a competitor. I don't see myself without challenge. I don't see myself without competition. I really understand that that's my pur purpose. And and it's crazy, man, when I think that. And, and to be honest with you, I flirt with retirement a lot. You know, I think about retirement a lot, but uh, I still motivated to compete, to fight, you know, for as long as I can. Uh, another thing is that Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight. Uh, that gave me another look of how the things are going, man, because, you know, right now I'm 36, 20 years ago, Let's think about 20 years ago. Some fighter that was 36, he was done. Mm -hmm. Today, people fight until they're 40, after 40s. I don't really want to be that guy to be fighting MMA after 
40, 45, but we never know, you know, there, there are many ways to do that, you know. Uh, I mean, the UFC, of course, I'm under the USADA pool, but nowadays I look at the TRT treatment uh, with a different eyes, you know, because uh, that can, for a guy like me who loves competition, that could amplify the, the time that we could be there, you know? So, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I'm just happy, you know, bro. I'm happy because sometimes uh, if, uh, I, I mean, I got so many options, you know, of what, what I could do in MMA, mixed martial arts, in the UFC, and also in competition, you no know, grappling competition, jiu-jitsu tournaments, IBJJF, grappling. There's so many options. All right, I'll ask you a couple more, and then I'll let you go. It looks like it's a beautiful day there, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. There's a big fight. <laughs> there's a big fight coming up, so I don't, I, uh, I can't go without asking you. Jorge Masvidal and um, and Kamar Usman are fighting. What's your prediction uh, for that fight? Yeah, man, I think uh, Masvidal got pretty good chances of surprising Usman, man. You know, he is a teammate uh, of mine. You know, he trains at American Top Team. I think with a full camp, is a completely different deal. You know, Masvidal got a star, man. You know, he got star. He, when he moved up the weight class, he's, you know, uh, uh, made him dangerous, man. He's a dangerous guy. And, and that is a, a hard style to fight a dangerous guy like him because a guy like him can finish a fight every time. But Usman, Usman uh, is my is the favorite. I agree that he's the favorite. You know, if I have to put money in someone, it will be Usman. And I also a big fan of him because uh, the consistency that he have on his fight game. And he starts like 50% and grows, you know. I admire that a lot because I wanted to have that in my game. So that is a, a is that mental or physical thing about um, I don't know, but he I, I really take the hats off for him to by the way he fights, you know. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for the time. I, I love Masvidal. I love both guys. So it's a, it's a tough fight for me too. But thank you very much for the time. You're uh, someone I've, I've looked up to uh, for a long time. And so I appreciate you taking the time. All the best. And, and whenever that return is, I can't wait to watch it. All right, my brother. Thank you very much. Huge pleasure for me. All right. Best of luck and stay safe. All right. Stay safe. Take care. So there you have it, 150th edition of the Quarantine Cast. That is crazy. Um, and obviously, I thought, what a better way to have uh, someone close out 150 than Hani Yaya. Uh, very experienced. He's never been finished in the UFC. He's been around since uh, WEC merger. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched some of his performances, uh, incredible. He's got some high-level submissions over uh, Ray Rodriguez in his last outing. But, yeah. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we're going to go big. We're going to keep on doing these, and hopefully we can get some more big names on the, on the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time.